Welcome to the Business Not As Usual podcast with me, Joe Casey, helping coaches, healers, and service-based folks navigate these strange and frankly scary times. It's clear we're in uncharted territory, but you're not alone. In fact, there's no one person going to solve this, but we can do it together. Join me and my guests as we discuss where they're at with figuring things out, how you can take care of yourself emotionally and physically, answer those marketing questions such as, do you still market right now? And can you do that without being insensitive? We'll also be talking about what's giving us joy because we need that more than ever. Um, How's it going? How's your week been? This is... I think what fifth or sixth, fifth week I think of doing these Friday lives and you know for a lot of the time I've either been doing some live coaching or some Q and A's and I'll be absolutely honest with you I forgot to put the post up for the Q and A's I'm just going to own it I forgot to ask who has questions for this week so if you do have questions and you're watching right now on the live then feel free to uh, pop them in but I thought. Because I posted um, a poll in the Facebook group, the Coaches and Healers Collective, the other day about these two course ideas that I've got kind of bubbling away. One is around how to use Instagram to attract your kind of perfect fit clients, but using it like a human, not using it, you know, like a like it's all driven by bots and algorithms. So you actually use it as this wonderful, lovely tool for communication. And then the other one was about how, kind of why you should use podcasts and how to get booked on other people's podcasts because they are an amazing way of attracting new clients just an amazing way and it's so much easier to get booked on them than most people think <laughs> and conversely as a podcast host myself I get so many I can't even tell you how many bad pitches from people to come on my podcast that if you just followed a few really simple to master things, you will be better. I guarantee it. Well, obviously it's not a cast time money back guarantee because I don't know how we'd quantify that. But I, you know, in, in my enthusiasm, I pretty much guarantee that you will be better in your, your kind of pitch and you will have a better chance of getting booked than probably about 95% of the other people who are pitching podcasts. And that includes the people who have hired PR firms. Um, and so I did the poll in the Facebook group uh, about which folks wanted me to do first. And the podcast won by by a nose. It wasn't by by a lot. Both of them, it seems, are, are really popular. And I have, I'm fully intent to do both of them. But the first one I'm going to work on is the podcast. And so stay tuned. Next week, I'm going to be sharing details about how you can learn all about that stuff in a, a short course that I'm going to be running. Uh, probably the week after next. I'm going to tell you all about it next week. So I want to kind of talk to you and, and, and win you over if you're not already convinced about, first of all, why getting booked on people's podcasts should be. And I know we're coaches and we don't like using the S word. We don't like shudding all over ourselves. But, you know, it will be a really, really good idea for you to put some of your marketing energy into getting booked on other people's podcasts. 
a lot of people think that it's quite difficult to get a book done yeah and and so one of the things that will come up for most people that I've worked with and myself included when I first started with this is why would somebody want me up what have I got to share and so let, let me just um tell you why first of all you have tons of insight and expertise in what you do because if you're a coach or if you're a healer then you've you've done a bit of training you've done some reading you've worked with clients you know the power of uh, that you have to help to transform transform aspects of people's lives then you have loads of insights that you can share second thing is so, so there's a big part in about the you know, there's a, a big part i don't mean to kind of minimize that there's a huge part there especially for us women about us owning that recognizing and owning your expertise the second part the second kind of part of this reason is podcasters are looking for guests because producing a podcast week after week or at the moment the way i'm doing mine three times a week is hard work producing a podcast is hard work and not only is it hard work behind the scenes it is can also be hard work finding the right kind of guests for your show and so if somebody sends in a well-crafted, well-researched pitch explaining why they would be a great guest for the show, giving some examples of some of the things that they could talk about, then you are a gift to that podcast host. A gift. So there is a mindset piece in this. There's a mindset piece around believing and understanding and recognizing the value that you have for other people, the value of knowledge, of wisdom, of insights that you can share with folks. The other thing is that for most of us, if you're a coach or a healer, um, I mean, especially the coaches, actually for all service-based folks, if for most of us, we talk for a living. Okay, I know for some, for some healers, it's... Uh, it's maybe more energy practice or maybe there's a, a physical component of what you do. But for most of us in a service-based business, we have to be able to talk and build relationships with people because that's the lifeblood of our business. You don't have to be an extrovert to do that. I'm a huge introvert. But there is something about building those connections one-on-one -on -one with people. And we're usually pretty darn good at that just innately because of the nature of our work. And because we're good at that, we tend to come into this line of work because it involves building relationships and talking and getting deep with people. And so that's already, you're, you're ahead of a lot of people on that. But the reason why I found podcasts to be so damn effective at getting you clients, increasing your income, for want of a better, let's just talk about really, really kind of crudely, for you to have a thriving business, you need people to be hiring you, buying your programs, you know, hiring your coaching services, booking you. And in order to do that, in marketing, we talk a lot about the know, like, and trust factor. And people need to know who you are. They need to like you. And they need to feel they can trust you. Now, not everybody's going to like you. And that 
that's a good thing. I know for a lot of us, we hate that thought because feminine conditioning tells us it's our role to kind of bend and shape ourselves to be acceptable, to be the good woman, the good girl, to be, um, to put other people's needs before ourselves and to build relationships, to be nurturing, to be caring. That's our jam as women. That's what we're told we should be able to do. And so we can tend to get very uncomfortable with the idea of not being liked. The other thing is that for women to not be liked can come with a huge amount of danger. It has done historically. It can still do. If we think back to our our times when we were hunter-gatherers, when we relied on our fellow travelers and the fellow people in our in our tribe then if people didn't like us and we didn't you know we weren't um accepted by the group we were cast out and we couldn't survive we would literally die if we were cast out so for men and for women there is a this kind of hard way thing of we we don't tend to want to not be liked um but in marketing, in your business, that can be a good thing. Now, I'm not saying you go out and you deliberately need to piss people off. Um, some people do like that. They don't tend to be my people. They don't tend to be the people who gravitate to me. So if you you are here, you may be in the wrong room. But, you know, um, it's not that you have to go out of your way to annoy people or piss people off. It's, it's about showing up authentically, genuinely as you, sharing your opinions, sharing your boundaries, sharing your observations. Not everybody is going to like those. You might be the biggest Guns N' Roses fan in the world. Somebody else might say, I can't stand listening to that band. I can't believe you listen to that kind of music. I know, by the way, I am totally showing my age talking about Guns N' Roses right now. Although apparently since Steve Mnuchin and Axl Rose having a bit of a, a set to on Twitter at the moment, I don't do Twitter, but I I saw that come up in one of the um, email things that I subscribe to. Um, so it's not that um, you deliberately have to go out and be oppositional to people. It's just that if you show up fully as you, then that gives people a chance to say, oh, yeah, I'm part of that gang. Or, no, that gang's not for me. And that's, that, that should be fine. In fact, that is fine. That's a good thing. It's better to have a half a dozen people who really like your stuff than to have a dozen people who just like me. So the only way that those half a dozen people can kind of go, oh my God, I love what she's doing, is if you actually show up and give them something to to base that assessment on. You know, let people love you. Let people think, oh my God, you're the best or you're not for me. And that Believe it or not, it's a good thing. But that's a hard one for us to get over uh, generally as, as women because we're socialised not to not to be like that. We want everyone to like us. Um, so there is that, that, that piece to it. But, so we need people to know about us. So they need to have actually heard about us. They need to know what we do, know where we are, know how they can find us, how we might be able to help them. And so that's why a lot of marketing seems to be about just telling people again and again, I'm going to put it out on Instagram, I'm going to tell people about my services, I've got my Facebook page and you need to keep telling them because it's a noisy world. We need to be able to build some name recognition. We need people to know that we're there, what we can help them with. It's like the digital high street 
um, if we put out a big sign in our digital high street, that's fine if the same people are walking up and down that high street every day. However, the way that the internet works, the high street is moving about. So we need to kind of be doing, well, over here, over here, and moving that around regularly so that people can be reminded of us, people can uh, know that we're actually there, know how we can help them. So they need to know about us, they need to be able to like us, and they need to be able to trust us. And this is where podcasts come into their own. Now, if you were posting three, four times a day on your own Facebook page, the likelihood is maybe three to five percent of the people who have liked your Facebook page will see those posts. So if you've got a hundred people who've liked your Facebook page, then maybe four, maybe five, will see your post. Now, if you get a post that has lots of likes and comments, then probably some more people will see it because Facebook kind of ups the, the visibility of that post. But other than that, it's really quite limited. You know, you could have a 1,000, 2,000 people who follow you on Instagram and still only a fraction of those people are going to, to see your posts. Yeah, it's not too shabby having a thousand, two thousand, or even five hundred. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about building your audience, and that's really important. It's still important to be doing those things. But it, there comes a time when it's like you've tapped out your existing audience. So maybe you've asked Auntie Doris and uh, Uncle Winston and you know your mum's friends and the people you met on coach training and the friend of a friend of a friend or the person you met in the mums and tots group and they've all liked your group and they're all on your email list and maybe you did a challenge with somebody and you got a few more subscribers and you got a few more likes from that but it's hard work kind of organically building that that audience what a podcast allows you to do like lots of what would would come into kind of partnership marketing or joint venture marketing what a podcast allows you to do is get in front of somebody else's audience so they get to know like and trust you so that's the first thing so if somebody has an, uh, a podcast first of all they're going to want great guests that are going to be able to provide great content content to their audience so that's one tick in your favor I'm, yeah, I'm trying to win you over with this the second one is you get to get in front of or get in the ears of those people who listen to that podcast and that could be anything from a few hundred people to a few thousand depending on the podcast that you're into you have a few hundred thousand people the third thing is podcast build intimacy and trust like very little else in terms of marketing. Think about how people consume podcasts. Now, I know I asked yesterday what people's favorite podcasts were. Excuse me. I just take a sip of water. And some people very honestly, like Sean said, I don't actually listen to them, which is fine. Um, you know, not everybody is going to be a fan of the podcast or, or auditory to learning. That being said, I still wouldn't rule it out, even if you don't listen to them yourself. 
because the way people consume podcasts is very different from how they consume pretty much any other um, media, if you like. So if you are a guest blog post, for example, so say you write a blog post and it gets published on Mind Body Green or something. <laughs> Thank you very much, Carol. I made this. It was a little kit that I got on you kind of sew it and these are off my favorite etsy store which are called the uh favorite creative pep talk oh i've not heard of that oh bless you thank you um and these are from my favorite etsy shop and it's called the crafty anteater and i have quite a few things from from there because um, i like the whole shiny acrylic thing but thank you very much um think about if you write a blog post and it gets published on a big blog Say it gets put on uh, Mind Body Green or something like that. And maybe a few hundred people will read that. That's brilliant. But in order, or get exposed to that, sorry. But in order for someone to consume that content, they have to stop what they're doing, sit down and read. Now, for some people, they do that all the time. And actually, at the moment, people are doing a lot more consumption of content because so many of us are on lockdown. Even so, people have to stop and read it. So the same with video. If somebody is, if I'm on a computer and a video comes up and it may be something that I, somebody I love and adore, but maybe I'm in the middle of something. Maybe I haven't got time to watch that video right now. I'm going to come back to it and maybe I will come back to it and maybe I'll forget. But I, again, I have to kind of stop what I'm doing a lot of the time podcasts travel with people and they are part an intimate part of their life in a way that most other types of content are so um oh another one is business anchors very down to earth and funny with great advice also available as video and linkedin i haven't heard of that one caroline uh, caroline i will have a look for that as well um I listen when I'm listening to a podcast. Now, at the moment, I don't go many places because we're on lockdown. And uh, when I go out for my daily walk or I go out for my daily bike ride, uh, by the way, I, I kind of done something to my ankle, so I've not been walking so much this week. I decided to go on my bike the past couple of days. Oh, I'm in day three, and I'm telling you what, my bum is not feeling it that's a whole other story um, but when I'm doing this I don't listen to anything because I want my my ears available on, on the road when I'm walking I want to be able to listen to the sounds of, of nature so I tend to listen I know a lot of people do listen to podcasts when they're out running or they're out um uh, doing some you know whether they're walking or, or what have you but when I am I don't know doing my weekly shop when I'm putting the washing in or hanging the washing out, when I'm taking a break from work and I'm sat in the garden or I'm doing some sewing or I'm doing, I'm, I'm cooking dinner. Quite often I will listen to a podcast uh, when I'm like cooking tea or cooking dinner or something. Those podcasts become part of my life. So some of those hosts that I'm used to listening to, some of those guests, I'm really listening. It's like they're in the room with me. Especially, you know, because most podcasts are, are spoken word. So the idea that 
all types of content are the same. I would argue they are not when it comes to building that know, like, and trust factor. Because you can build a relationship with somebody through listening to them on a podcast that is so much more real and immediate and intimate from a podcast than, say, if you necessarily saw them on a video or if you were reading a piece of their writing. We consume them differently. And so there's something about that ability to almost incorporate that kind of podcast experience into your life that accelerates that know, like, and trust factor. So for all of you, I would recommend including the idea of getting booked on other people's podcasts as a guest as part of your marketing strategy. Now, you might be wondering, how do I even begin to do that? Now, there's a number of ways and different podcasts are are different. There are some which will have an application form on their website. There are some that won't take unsolicited guests. So for example, my podcast right now is closed for any more guests. I have all the guests that I need for the next kind of um, couple of months. And so it's important to check out things like that. But there are loads of podcasts who are actively looking for guests all of the time. There are directories and services that you can sign up, which will uh, send you emails letting you know who is looking for guests. Or you can do this very easily yourself. You can hire somebody to do it. But in all honesty, I've done it once. I know some people have done it and they've got great results from it. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. I'm not saying they're all the same. I once hired somebody to help me get booked on some additional podcasts, but time-saving thing. Um, and this person pitched me to my own podcast. That was how little, re- I, I swear to God, that was how little research she had done. So for those of you who remember, um, about a year or so ago, up until about a year or so ago, I co-hosted an episode once a month with Holly Wharton. And this person I had hired emailed Holly and pitched me as a guest to the podcast I co-hosted with Holly. No word of a lie. Uh, So (laughs) I'm saying it, and this was not cheap, this service. I did get some of my money back for that. Um, So what I'm saying is you don't have to hire somebody to do this. This is not complicated. It's actually quite straightforward. There are some ways that you can save yourself a ton of time with doing it. I have this magic spreadsheet, which I plug all of the details in and it will, uh, so I can kind of track who I've, I've pitched to and I can collate all of their details and things like that. There's some research into which pod, where would you even start with podcasts? So there are different rules depending on the size of somebody's audience and um, various things like that but it's totally doable. And that's what I'm going to be walking folks through in this course that I'm putting together that I'm going to be talking about next week. All of this is absolutely 100% within your ability. You can totally do this because I have been DIY pitching myself to podcasts for years. (laughs) Yes, I know. Yes, someone pitched me for my own podcast. So I promise you, if you are 
cash poor but time rich or it's just for now you just want to play about with it or you're at the, the beginning and you want some help with who would I even start to pitch to? How would I put together even at the beginnings of um, what I should include in my, my pitch email? Who should I choose? How would I go about this? I'm going to walk you through all of that in this course I'm going to start talking about next week. But for now, I want to leave you with a little fire. I ho I'm hoping that I've lit a little fire for you. That podcasts are an amazing way to connect with your people in a really deep and intimate way. They are way easier to get booked on than you're probably thinking that, that, that they are. Certainly, I know that I thought there was some kind of magical mystery to it. It's actually very, very straightforward. And I promise you, as somebody who's a podcast host who gets so many terrible, badly researched pitches by simply doing a few quite easy, quite, you would think common sense things and a bit of, bit of tweaking and a bit of courage, I can show you how you are going to be um, more likely to get a yes than I would say 95% of the other people who are pitching out, out there right now. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that I've, I've lit this little fire underneath you. Um, I'm going to be back next week and I'm going to talk some more about um, about podcasts and why, they're, why they're, they're so great and some of the things that you can do to make sure that you are in a really great place to get that yes but for now I'm going to leave it there I'm hoping as I say that that little fire turns into a little flame and turns into like a, a little I don't know things that's going to kind of heat that possibility inside you god my metaphors <laughs> where this metaphor is going in the furnace of your <laughs> So I'm going to leave it there. I think the point where the metaphor falls down is where you should draw a line into something. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today. I appreciate all of your comments. If you're watching this on the replay, as usual, um, leave your comment. Let me know that it's on the replay because I'll be doubling back and making sure that I answer it. And I will speak to you next week. Have an amazing weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Business Not As Usual podcast with me, Joe Casey. Episodes are broadcast live on my Facebook page on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I would really appreciate it that if you like the show, you could give it a review in iTunes. It really helps people to find the show and helps me keep doing it. Appreciate you being here. I will see you next time. Thank you.